0: hola and hello Uh, welcome to the second episode of the real brothers podcast where two real brothers talk about real movie on a movie reel and it's going to be real fun and I'm going to say real a couple more times because I really like saying it so tune in for a real amazing podcast where two real brothers talk about real cool things Alright, I'm, I'm done. Sorry about that. But anyways, uh, this podcast, uh, this episode, we talk about our five favorite crazy characters in film. So we're going to spoil ten movies for you. Um, yeah, because we're assholes and we like to spoil things for people. That's just, you know, that's just what we like to do. I enjoy it. Um, and yeah, there's going to be some swear words. So cover up your kids' eyes. I mean, plug their ears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because there's a lot of swear words coming at him. Um, nah, not a lot. I don't I don't think. Uh, but, yeah, also... Uh, Kevin individually likes to just spoil things for everybody. Me including. He fidgets with a pen and a pad of paper. And we had to do a little bit of editing work to remove some of that. It still comes through. Um, and it's really fucking annoying. So, yeah, I hate him for it. I really despise him, and I hope you guys hate him just as much as I do. Um, So, yeah, I I ended up firing him, uh, and I'm going to hire a new real brother to cover for my old real brother, who is not professional at all. You know, we're trying to do something professional here, and he just likes to fuck it up for everybody. But yeah, thank you all for uh, listening to the second episode of the Real Brothers podcast, uh, Kevin's final episode, and farewell episode. Thanks.
1: Ate his liver with some fava beans
0: and a nice Chianti. Welcome back everybody to the second episode of uh, the Real Brothers podcast. Uh, where two real brothers talk about movie on a movie reel. Um, today we're doing something a little different than we did last week. We're going to talk about our five favorite crazy characters. They might not be the what's known as the most iconic crazy characters but it's just our favorites um you know there's there's the iconic ones like Hannibal Lecter and the narrator from Fight Club and you know we got all these crazy people but we're probably not going to talk about those people cuz i just introduced them <laughs> to you guys early on um yeah we have a, <laughs> we have a, l- a little bit of a different list we're not i mean we might have some iconic characters. Who knows? But well, let's, we do. yeah, we do. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dive in. Um, do you want to start, Kevin, or do you want me to start? Uh, you can start. It's, okay, it's all you. All right, I'm gonna start with um, the character Hank from Swiss Army Man. It came out in 2016. Um, it was directed by these dudes called the Daniels. Well, they call themselves the Daniels because both of their names are Dan um i think they also wrote it as well and um the character is acted by uh, paul dano and it's a really just over the top silly movie um, about this ultra depressed guy who believes that no one likes him um and he just doesn't have any friends so he's on a little beach about to commit suicide when a dead body strolls along and he thinks the dude's alive so he goes up but he finds out that he's dead but he strings this dead body along with him throughout um right which starts to come alive um i think yeah well it starts to fart you
1: might think i i'm not sure if he actually is alive or not
0: well yeah no well that i think in my mind that's the idea that he's so crazy that's why he's in he's my crazy character because he's so crazy and so alone that he sees a dead body that drowned and he he wants it to be alive because he wants it to be his friend right
1: and i, I think he and, really wants it to be alive almost because he he didn't want to kill himself he really didn't want yeah, to yeah yeah he didn't he, he did. made a bad rope and, and made it so it yeah. fell And then noticed this random dead person. He might have been there the whole time, the dead person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then suddenly just had this wacky vision of this magical farting body. Yeah. And uh, and just wanted him and others to believe that he had a friend. But uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think even in the end, with its wacky ending of him farting and flying away... Uh, I, I don't think that actually happened. <laughs> I yeah. think that, uh,
0: um, no, me either. I think, well, I mean, they basically, well, just to, just to set it up, the, the first scene is pretty awesome. Yeah. He is about to kill himself. Then he finds the body and the body starts farting because he's stuck on this tiny island. The body starts farting and he decides he's going to use the body as a jet ski and it just farts him away. And yeah. then they kind of land into another island or whatever. That
1: actually seems um, to end up being a, a, a like where he was from. It's where he was right.
0: from. But the idea, the premise is he never, ever left. He was never on another island. He yes. built this place. He was actually just like walking distance from where his home was. It's a homeless And w- Walking distance from where the girl that he stalked was. Right, um, yes, and he probably stalked
1: her from popping out of the shadows and, and going over there and taking pictures. He, yeah, like you said, he wasn't really on an island. He was just in this, like, place, maybe near a dump or something, or or that's a, that was his dump. That was his garbage mm-hmm. that he had there. I don't know what it was, but it was yeah, was interesting. He, like he built himself
0: to, a little his, a little safe haven with his farting yeah. dead friend. Um, yeah. But to me it was all of in all in his imagination he wanted a friend he wanted to be loved by somebody cuz he starts to fall in love with this dead body kind of and it's very weird and awkward yeah. um yeah.
1: it's good it's and very it's magical. it's it's
0: actually in it's kind of heartfelt you know like that the way that they portray it is like i think a lot of it is portrayed to not be ashamed of yourself as a human being like everybody farts, everybody gets boners, you know, or mm-hmm. every guy everybody gets Everybody masturbates. Everybody yeah. masturbates. It's like a, a thing to... He ashamed you know, of so many things. You're ashamed of yourself as a human being, and it's a lot of the stuff that everybody does, you know, and they're trying to point, like, hey, this is shit that everybody does. You shouldn't be ashamed of it, you know, like, let's right. make light of it. But they do it with a crazy dude. And I... Right. For me, I wanted to put him on my list just because I think it's... He's not, like... It's it's not a well-known movie. It's a movie that, you know, kind of, well, I, I know it was. it's a movie that it's like either you love it or you hate it, I think. Sure. Kind of movie I, where it's just so out there and so weird that I don't, there's not really to be like, oh, I'm kind of just lukewarm on it. It was all right. Like, I think there could, <laughs> like, maybe you, like, you felt that way. But, like, I think most people would just be like, like me, I love it. But I think there, there's the other side of people who just probably hate it, you know? I mean, um, I, I personally didn't hate it, but
1: I, I, I will not say it was my favorite movie, but it was definitely out there. And if you do think of it as just this crazy person's mind and not really, uh, not really a magical farting body, then it actually makes the story even more interesting, I think, if, mm-hmm. it, if you think of it coming from this crazy person's mind. And him yeah. trying to get over
0: some of the social fears that he
1: has, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, it's just a weird way to do it. I mean, the Daniels have done other... They've done a lot of music videos and stuff, and they're just... Their shit is weird. Like, it is just over-the-top weird. Very um, weird. But, yeah, I, I really enjoy that movie, and if you haven't seen it, you know, go check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: definitely worth a watch, I would say. Yeah. Um, so you want to move on to
0: one of mine? Move on to your, your uh, okay. character. Okay.
1: One of my characters is Annie Wilkes from Misery, which was a movie in 1990, um, played by Kathy Bates. He didn't get out of the Costa-Duty car! Uh, the movie was directed by Rob Reiner. And uh, overall, I really like the film. Um, it's one of my favorite like, horror suspense. I don't know why, it's just... There's something about it that James Kahn and, uh, and Kathy Bates together, their personalities or whatever it is, their acting abilities in that movie that mesh really well together in that movie. And, uh, it's, it's like, it's got like weird humor to the movie and, and I don't know, her character though is just Fantastic. She's very a very believable person because she she's a person who doesn't swear, doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't seem like a really bad person when they first like have you meet her. but then you just start to notice like there's things that are off about her like maybe she's she's a little bit obsessive compulsive about things. She wants to make sure things are perfect. She, she starts yelling at him about. Uh, a book that he made and just said there's too many swear words and that people don't talk like that in real life. And so she starts saying cock and all these random mm-hmm. random terms. You stupid but- cock <laughs> She goes and shouts that out, which mm-hmm. uh, she just says the most ridiculous things, but even though she seems like this really nice person, she's really completely insane and uh, really murderous and doesn't really care Unless things go completely her way, like they have to be perfectly her way, and and in her mind these misery books, the the James Con plays the writer of these misery books, um, she believes these misery books are like her life, and they are what life is really what it's supposed to be, and she thought James Caan, uh his character, was supposed to be. Uh, just like the people from the Misery books. So she never could escape her view of James Kahn's character as as this romantic person, but he never is. He never ends up being that, and she ends up dying for, for that. But she's just a really interesting character. Yeah. She
0: goes all over the place. Yeah, she is, and that... Uh, that movie in my opinion is i think it's rob reiner's masterpiece because i would say it is just like it's unsettling yeah and it's in my opinion it's fucking hilarious like i (laughs) i watched it a while ago but then i just recently watched it like two or three days ago um and I was just like, this fucking movie is so hilarious because it's just like a lot of the shots that he did, like a lot of choices that he did in the and especially Kathy Bates delivery on lines is just so okay. fucking good. And he does that little there's a there's a funny camera move um that a lot of unsettling like comedy movies use when they want to like set up a weird character, a creepier character is they slowly zoom in on the person's face and he uses that a lot with Kathy Bates and it really Hmm. accentuates her like craziness, but also her funniness and her like facial expressions and her delivery of lines when he does that. Yeah. I really love that. Um, yeah, and it really accentuates how funny Kathy Bates is in that character and just how well she she pulled it off. I mean, she's not supposed to be – she doesn't think she's being funny because that's right. really how she is. It's just the way that it's filmed and the way they portray her makes it funny. Cause I, and I feel that it works with the movie because so if they didn't – I think if you didn't do that, it just wouldn't have that same delivery of like – you'd just feel a little uncomfortable and you wouldn't feel – is entertained, I don't think, by that movie. If he hmm. if he didn't set it up in that way of kind of this is this is crazy shit that's happening and she's torturing this poor guy and she thinks she's in love with him but she's not really in love with him. She's just fucking crazy. And she Right. I mean that the hobbling scene is probably one of the most <clears throat> iconic scenes in torture movie history, at least, oh, where yeah. she fucking sticks the Board in between his ankles and just sledgehammers him. And it is, for a movie in the 80s, it is so well done, and it looks so oh. good, and it, like, yes. I was just like, ah! But, yeah, Because you it's can very, picture your own ankle just doing that, and you're just like, fuck! Uh,
1: it's true. It's true. Yeah, that is an extremely unsettling scene, and that is just a very simple scene. It's not like one of those saw scenes where they're like tearing off <laughs> like like fingernails or something like that where it's just almost unbelievable. But yeah. this it's it, she had a purpose for doing it and it was just simple, just breaking of the of the ankles, just going sideways. Just did not yeah. it doesn't feel
0: yeah, it's a torture it movie, but it's not, like, a torture porn where they just, like, overly throw all this bullshit, like, hostels or Saw, saw where right. they just throw all of this gory stuff for squeamish sake, you know, just to be like, Ugh, oh, God. That's, like, they do that moment, and you're, it's really the only moment where it's, like, overly torturous, and you're just like, oh, fuck, because they set it That's up, true. and there's not a lot of, like... It's not like in-your-face torture, it's just he's stuck in this room, you know, and he's trying to heal up, and then that shit happens.
1: That's true. That's true, actually. that uh, Because she doesn't really do anything else that's really that torturous other
0: than keep him in a room. Yeah, she just keeps him Um, in a room, makes him write another misery novel. Right,
1: right. Which I mean is a terrible thing, especially because yeah. he he wanted to be done with writing those books, and it was like that's another reason why I really like the movie is because he in the beginning he says I'm done writing these mystery books, mm-hmm. and then she's like, nope, you're gonna write more because uh, you shouldn't have killed off the character and, and had him do all this crazy stuff. Which it's just it he was he put himself in this own little prison. Kind yeah, of. and it, she she put him there too. But.
0: And I, I the ending is perfect because it's just like she she was crazy and stuff, and now he's kind of got the PTSD, so he's going True. a little crazy at the end because he sees her. All know, the time. so yeah, it's cool. just yeah, it's really good. And I think yeah. Kath, I think Kathy Bates uh, won an Oscar for that. I think so too. And if she didn't, she should have because that was a yeah. Oh my God, that's yeah. As far as, like, a crazy it? character, it is definitely one of the best performances, I think. Yes, very much so. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, definitely go yeah, watch Yeah, you it. have to fucking watch that movie. Yes. That movie is so good. And mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not, to me, it just, like, was very well-paced. It's not boring. Like, you'd think it would be boring because this guy's just, like, in a room all the time, but it's not. It's just really well-paced. No. So, yeah, yes. definitely, definitely go watch that. And it's short. I think it's only an hour and a half. It's like an hour and forty minutes. I think hour and forty five, yeah. but it goes by fast. It's like nothing. It's yeah, really well paced. It goes by so fast, and all. The, I think yeah. all the characters, like even the police officer and stuff, they're just really good characters. Just Fantastic. all around Enjoy. great characters.
1: There's only three characters in like, the yeah. whole movie. I mean, yeah. There's well, there's like his wife too. The, his wife, but the she police plays officer's such a wife. small, minor, minor role. Yeah, but even her,
0: like her. Even her little minerness is pretty good because they have a back and forth sometimes, the police That's officer true. and his wife. And even that little shit is, is just w- really well done. Yeah, and it's funny. Yeah, yeah. it's just good. Yes. I really yeah. like it. Like, there's yeah. the one scene where he's driving and she, she like, puts her <laughs> hand on his leg and he's like, in, in my truck, you're still a deputy. You know It's just really like little Very simple good. things like that that are just exactly. so good. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend that movie to anybody who hasn't seen it or if you've seen it, okay. watch it again because it's worth watching again. I agree. All right, And now I'll, I'll talk about my second one, which would be uh, Curtis La I think that's how you say his last name. I'm not 100% positive from Take Shelter which is a film that was made in 2011, um, directed and written by uh, Jeff Nichols, and the actor was uh, Michael Shannon. And to me, this is one of the more realistic portrayals of insanity or craziness that I've seen in a movie. He's basically just thinking that um, there's going to be some kind of like event that just basically kills everybody. On the planet. So he starts building a. Shelter. A fallout shelter for his family and himself. And he just. He loses his mind. Basically as he's building this shelter. He just starts to lose his mind. In every. Like. Because he starts like a right. He starts off like a regular guy. Um, You don't really think he there's anything wrong with him. But as people start to like talk to him about what he's doing and stuff you just start to see that this guy is going on a downward spiral and just believing that the world is going to end and that the only way for him to survive and his family to survive is to build this fallout shelter so he's just confronted by all these demons which are just people who are telling him hey what the fuck are you doing dude and he Just goes on a he and he kind of becomes violent and goes on a downward spiral. Yeah, he's just a sick human being and he doesn't know how, like, he knows that he's sick, I think, and he doesn't really know how to deal with it. Like, he there's times where you're like, he knows, he's like, I know I'm fucked up, I know my brain is messed up, right? But I can't stop myself from doing this, I have to do this, you know, and then shit happens to the point where they believe that the world is ending and stuff like that and it's just a really interesting character it is like showing of someone who probably has ptsd or something you know like just very interestingly done because it kind of puts like a supernatural or like sci-fi twist into it even though it's not like more symbolism but it adds that, that little element to keep you watching and keep you interested
1: yeah and the other thing I like about him is that thinking the most of the other people on this list don't actually seek help for, for yeah their problem um, and he actually recognizes that he's crazy whereas mm-hmm. most of these people on our list uh, don't even know that they're crazy they just kind of assume that they're uh, they're like the greatest thing almost mm-hmm. um, so. It just makes it really interesting when you see someone who's trying to battle their own mind uh, and, and break out of, of this problem, and and you just watch as he just slowly gets more and more consumed by it, no matter how much he fights it. So yeah. I thought that was cool. Too. Yeah,
0: like he goes to a therapist <clears throat> and stuff, and they yeah. go and try to figure it out, and he just he can't get better. And he goes on a downward spiral. He becomes violent at one point where he, like, yells at everybody in the, um, when they're eating. Yep. And he, yeah, he just, he just absolutely loses control. And they, I think, I mean, they don't really say that this is symbolism, but the end, he, um, well, first of all, they go and he, they, they, there's a point where they believe that the world did end and they're in this fallout shelter and they're waiting basically, but it was just a storm right? that, that passed over. Um, right. and then he goes and he's, he's like, you know, trying to, trying to relieve himself of the stress and stuff. So they end up the end is they go on vacation and he looks out over the, um, he looks out over the ocean and he sees tornadoes and it's storming like oil and it's really bad. And I think this. And and then they show his wife, who's uh, played by Jessica Chastain, who she's really good in the movie too. Um. She it acts like she sees what he's seeing, but in my mind, I think it's symbolism of his craziness and he's slipping back into it and she's seeing him slip back into it um and yeah, it's just, i don't think he ever left no no i don't <laughs> think he ever no no he never he never left he just has i think he just has moments where he can control it a little bit like it's always there but there's moments where he can keep it under wraps and then it just starts to come back out and i think i really like the symbolism of that instead of Making him just act all crazy—it's like symbolically showing you that his what maybe it looks like in his brain, you know, like that's what he's. It's not actually happening, but that's what he's seeing. Right.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I think the ending was just totally. Now that I'm thinking about it, was just him. Uh, it it was another one of his dreams mm -hmm. almost. Yeah, I, I really think it's that. Or, or you're right. It could be just his wife seeing uh that he is spiraling downward i actually like that a little bit better yeah uh, that it's 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 Hurst recognizing that he will never escape mm-hmm. his problem
0: yeah and i mean it I could be the because dr- he does have dreams of all of this stuff happening and that's where this kind of manifests itself as he right. sees the world ending and all this shit happening which is really interestingly done um it is yeah, so he sees all of that stuff happening. So it could very well be a dream, but, yeah, I think it's more of a symbolic gesture that he's. there's no way for him to control this. Right. Which is... Very sad movie. It's very sad, but it's just very um, realistic about mental illness, you know? It's just, like, a lot of these people who are mentally ill can't stop it. Like, no matter what you do, it's there. And it, it it's just that's and that's what I think makes it really sad, is he's yeah. he's trying to be a good person, but he can't stop his illness from escaping.
1: Yep, yeah, this is a sad movie. Definitely, mm-hmm. uh, that's a worth a watch as well. Yeah, I just watched it today, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> like a couple hours ago. So it was good. Nice. So. You want to move on to another one of mine? Yeah. All right. So uh, the next one on my list is Tommy DeVito from Goodfellas, which is a 1990 movie about um, by Martin Scorsese or directed by Martin Scorsese uh, and played by Joe Pesci. How funny how? I mean funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you,
0: I make you laugh. What do you mean funny? Funny
1: how? How am I funny? So... Uh, Overall, this movie is really good. If you haven't seen it or heard of it, uh, it's just a your general mobster movie. It's it's actually about a real person um, yeah. named Henry Hill mm-hmm. uh, and his kind of... Um, his story with the mob itself. And Tommy DeVito is another real person. Uh, I think his name isn't actually DeVito in real life. Um, but the... Joe Pesci portrays this person who actually did live, uh, and he's just some somewhat of a hothead, but uh, he's a little bit more over the top than just your regular hothead because yeah. he'll go to a point to the point where he'll actually go, get so angry that he'll kill people.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: and I mean, it, if if he wasn't in the mob, he'd probably just be almost like a serial killer. Mm-hmm. But because he's in the mob, he's just kind of like a hired gun. Who just, yeah. He, he pretty much takes pleasure in killing people. Yeah. Um, and one of the most interesting things, and my favorite part about his character, uh, is the first scene that they really introduce him. They, they introduce you to his younger self, but the, his younger self really doesn't have the anger issues yet. But when they first introduce him, he uh, he's telling a joke, and it just seems like a very light moment. They're in a restaurant and whatever, and he tells a joke. Everybody starts laughing, and all. And Henry, played by uh, Ray Liotta, just says, "Hey, you're a funny guy." And he just randomly says this thing, and he gets sparked, or seemingly sparked. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about this is he seemingly gets mad, pulls out his gun, gets pissed, points it in uh, Henry's face. It's seemingly all a joke when it all comes comes to an end there but everybody in the room which is why i like this scene is quiet they don't think it's a joke it's not like he's like oh he's he just jokes all the time like this no they were they were having they had a feeling that he was actually gonna shoot him which you come to find out later that's just how he is he will most likely shoot you in that situation and he will most likely shoot you for the silliest thing for instance, uh, he shoots one of these uh, guys while they're playing a card game, uh, shoots the crap out of this guy uh, just for making, like, a random comment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think at first it was it was because he's – I forget what it was, but uh, he said something, some comment to Tommy, and Tommy, like, just shot him in the foot. And then – He just goes, uh, then later on, the guy stands up to him and just says, fuck you. He just says, fuck you. And that's all he says. And Tommy just unloads bullets on this guy and kills him. Just some young kid for saying a comment. And then his hothead ends up uh, killing him in the end because uh, he kills a random uh, mob boss type of person uh just for saying hey go fucking shine some shoes he beats the shit out of the guy just with his fists and kills him Mm -hmm. just because he 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 was a shoe shiner as a kid and this guy's making fun of him and telling him to go shine some shoes and then he gets killed uh way later in the movie uh because of this action that he that he did yeah um so it was like a poetic end to him as well yeah Uh, But I I really liked him because Joe Pesci plays that character just so well, so phenomenally. Uh, Yeah. You are actually, when those moments when Tommy is in them and sort of heating up a little bit, you actually feel tense yourself. Mm -hmm. And when when the movie itself uh, makes you a bit awkward... then you know that that character is is doing really well. Yeah. And that actor is, is is doing well as that character.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, for me, I think that that is one of my favorite performances of all time in <laughs> any movie that I've ever seen because he it is Joe Pesci, and he's got that little... Almost like how I like uh, Annie... Because there is that little bit of comedy in there that adds to the character yes. and the way that they do that. And I think that's just a way that Scorsese films his movies in general, too. Because, I mean, he did it with The Departed and he did the same thing uh, with Wolf of Wall Street where he added these... Like, it's not... Like, the shit is not funny, but he he portrays it in a funny way. Um, right. And that's just how... And I think... That's a testament to Joe Pesci as well. Like that, that first scene when they do introduce him and they're in the restaurant, and he's like, "Oh, you think I'm a funny guy, huh?" You know, like when he's going <laughs> off, and and like if he wasn't in the restaurant, he would have shot him. He would have killed him mm-hmm. because he did take it the wrong way, and that was that's just Tommy as yeah. a character in that moment. Right. And then he looked around. I think a lot of it was he he was he was kind of. Barely aware in that moment that they were in a public place, and he right. was going to fucking shoot this guy. And he pulled his gun out. And everybody knows who he is, and they know that he's violent, violent, and he's kind of a piece of shit. So they were worried. And then he, can, I think he notices that a little bit, and he's like, "Fuck, okay, yeah, I can't. Th- oh, it was just a joke. <laughs> I, 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 right. I wasn't going to shoot you, um, right." But, and
1: and <clears throat> Henry's his friend too. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's
0: his friend, but I don't think he cares about that.
1: Really. Yeah, that's true. I don't that's think also true. when it
0: comes to killing somebody, I don't, and I think, like you said, I think he takes enjoyment in it. So he wants a reason to kill anybody, even if it was his friend. Like, I don't oh, yeah. think he, he takes so much enjoyment in killing somebody that, or beating the fuck out of them that he didn't care if they were his friend or not. He just wanted an excuse to do it. And in that moment he f- found that excuse cause he's calling him a funny guy and taking it in a way that he's like, "Oh, you think like, like I'm funny looking or something?" You know, he's kind of like right, twisting right. it into that way. He's instead twisting. of yeah, he's yeah, twisting. Yeah. This guy's saying you're a funny guy because you're telling a funny ass story and you're making right. everyone laugh. And he's like, "Well, now you're just you're picking on me, right?" You know, exactly because he's got. Yeah. I mean, he obviously has self esteem issues and stuff like that. Yes. Um, he's got like a napoleon complex yeah yeah
1: but just a, joe pesci is a kind
0: of yeah. a short guy anyway i'm not so positive not but i also think that joe pesci won um academy award for he, for supporting I, actor in that i think i'm not 100 percent positive um i mean in sure general like goodfellas it? is probably one of the best movies ever made in my opinion um it's just very well executed with everything that it does I think um, one of the spoilers to my
1: list is actually all of my people were nominated for Academy mm. Awards for
0: supporting characters, except
1: for one, except. For okay.
0: One. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was, I'm not a hundred percent positive. I think he won, but I'm not a hundred percent positive on that either. Um, but yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think Goodfellas is one of the best movies ever made. And I also think that that's one of the, uh, at least my favorite performances in a, in a film. Um, yep. Very so, good movie. Yeah, I highly, highly, highly recommend that film. Even yes. though we're spoiling the shit out of all these movies, I <laughs> recommend them. You know, go watch them, even mm-hmm. though they're spoiled for you if you haven't seen them. If you haven't seen them, I'm kind of surprised. Right.
1: Misery, I think we, we didn't spoil.
0: No, we didn't really spoil it. I don't think we really even spoiled Goodfellas. We spoiled some scenes, yeah. but I think it's still. Yeah, we're not really still worth going a while. too crazy. Yeah, exactly. All right. got any uh more to add to nope no we'll all right on to our next one i'm gonna move on to my next one which is uh norman bates from psycho who is probably my most iconic uh crazy person and that that movie was filmed and or released in 1960 um it was directed by alfred hitchcock and uh, the actor that portrayed Norman Bates was uh, Anthony Perkins. The boy's best friend is his mother. And, I mean, if you don't know Psycho, there's this Bates Motel, the iconic Bates Motel, where Norman Bates, he's the owner along with his mother. and <laughs> And, yeah, he just... Yeah, I, well, yeah. He just owns this motel, and a random girl who did, who stole some money, comes along, and she stays, and she ends up uh, having dinner with Norman Bates, and then she takes a shower, and there's the iconic knife scene where
1: it's
0: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's an it is really like as far as when you look at old like film just the way that that movie is filmed is just insanely good and it's just like to me when i think about it like just the technicalities and all the, like when you think about the when you think about 1960 like how they could technically make a film like that and not, like the shots mm-hmm. it just like it's it's amazing but yeah so the the mother kills this woman in the shower but the reason why Norman Bates is crazy is because Norman Bates is also his mother. And <laughs> <laughs> so his mother is dead. Yeah, and his mother is actually dead. Um but he has a complex and I, I, I just love the I love the explanation by the guy at the end of the movie oh, yeah. when he's like, So I talked to Norman Bates and I also <laughs> talked. his mother (laughs) and then he just like (laughs) goes down and he's like explaining and he's like I don't think Norman Bates is even there anymore it's like I think it's his mother has taken full control of him and it's just so (laughs) I just love that fucking shit it is so funny it's it's another one where it's just funny you know where you're just laughing just the way that he's saying it he's just explaining I've never really seen a movie do that and like do that well where you're like okay now you're just explaining this shit that i kind of already know that's one of the only movies where like i loved it i just loved that they sat yes. down and they explained everything to a t of why norman bates was crazy as fuck
1: yeah. <laughs> and it worked. it worked it worked for that movie it yeah. really
0: did work for that movie and i just yeah i'm like most of the time i don't want a movie to do that for me like right. i don't want them to sit down and be like this is why this person's crazy, but the way that they did that was just good because the the actor who was the, the therapist, his delivery of lines was just so good because he had that <laughs> fuck he has that awesome yeah, that like voice. classic voice you know in a movie yeah. where like they have the, just that like radio style yeah. like yeah. now listen to me here yeah? I. Norman Bates is the craziest motherfucker you'll ever come across. You know, he's kind of got this, like, little... <laughs> that I forget what that's it's called. It's, like... Oh, God, I forget, yeah, I forget, forget what, what it's, it's called, called, too. It's, like, North something... Ah, yeah, I forget what it is, but it was, like, a manufactured thing that they that they started doing, like, in the early 1900s. And... It's whatever...
1: What's his name? Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, Jimmy oh, Stewart had it. He's got that accent. Um.
0: Yeah, it was just, like, that iconic, that like... Array. Yeah, it's that iconic, like movie accent that they had in radio accent is just very i like that accent it's so cool it, yeah. even though it is manufactured and people don't truly have that accent and never actually had it it's something yeah. that like richer people did
1: um yes it was it, it's a cool accent it is, and yeah i i agree with you on that part uh that that just sometimes when movies explain certain things they don't explain it well and just the delivery of that scene mm-hmm. was was good it, it it didn't matter that they were explaining uh norman bates's background it was the way that they explained yeah. his background that was really good i mean i think one of the quotes is every boy's best friend
0: is his mother yeah. or something I yeah, yeah heard well that's what that norman bates said. says he goes because she said something about his mother and then he goes well you know every uh boy's best friend is his mother and she like looks at him like Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> like really? <laughs> but yes. like and, uh, the explanation is great because it's just like oh yeah he he actually ki- like he actually killed his mother and killed the the lover like he po- did he? yeah that's what the guy said no, he, he killed his mother he was he oh, actually killed the mother with poison because she he had such a complex where um he loved his mother so much that once she found uh, someone like a boyfriend and she spent time with the boyfriend, he got like jealous. Because oh, yeah? every mm. <laughs> boy's best friend is his mother. You know, so um mm. yeah, he got jealous and he he poisoned them. That so what funny. like well what the cops thought happened and what like they why they closed the case was that they thought that the guy was gonna leave the mother mm-hmm. and that she poisoned him and herself and just killed mm. herself but in the so end poisoned both of them he was the one that poisoned both of them because he huh couldn't he just wanted his mom to be his best friend and she wasn't anymore so yeah it's, and then huh. he said and then in the the grief of doing this he created he brought his mom back to life basically he dug That's her out and he like tried to preserve her body as well as he could and then he took on her personality yeah (laughs) and then he took on the personality of his mother as well so he didn't lose her from the grief of actually killing her
1: yeah he is like the uh almost the first crazy person in a movie most iconic crazy. yeah i'm sure there was other crazy ones sure but but he is the first one that you think of when you think of an old movie, yeah, and a crazy person. Oh yeah, or in someone insane. Yeah, I mean, he's a very good character.
0: Yeah, it is. It's such a good character. Um, and it's one of those movies that you know, if you even if you don't like old classic movies and their pacing, like it's not like, it's not poorly paced. It's fast. It moves pretty yeah. fast. There's always something going on, something interesting going on. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's really well done. And it's pretty funny too. Like there is, is. there's a lot of the way that just the way that Alfred Hitchcock filmed it is just so cool. Um, there's just so much style. Um, like there's one point where the guy like falls down the stairs and he falls down the entire flight of stairs and the way that they (laughs) film it is so fucking awesome. Cause he's just like at the top of the stairs, and then it's just, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, just yeah. arms and going oh, not a normal way, yeah. and then you fall it all the like way down. <laughs> it's and
1: like he was falling down a well. Yeah,
0: like it's like if you, yeah, it's not like you're hit tumbling <laughs> the down the stairs. Longest well. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you're falling straight down. Like he didn't tumble down the stairs. He just fell back all the way down. And the way that it's filmed is just—I fucking love that. Like, it's just so good. That was, Um, yeah. I, if you
1: ever watch that movie, only watch—you only have to watch that scene. Well, you also have—it
0: is fantastic. But you—you have to watch the shower
1: scene too. Shower scene, falling down the Mm stairs scene, and the end. That—if you watch those three scenes, you pretty much got the movie.
0: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Although I recommend you watch the whole thing. But those are probably some the best scenes in the movie totally all right so you want me to move on to another one of mine
1: yeah all right so i got another very iconic uh, oldish character um i chose jack torrance from the shining uh which is uh, filmed in 1980s not one of those random remakes that were awful uh it was played by jack nicholson here's johnny And uh, the movie was directed by Stanley Kubrick. As many people may know, Kubrick himself is a very iconic director. Hmm. Makes a lot of good movies. Very interesting movie overall. The Shining has a lot of symbolism going on. You pretty much have to watch the movie at least 200 times before you've gathered everything that happened. Pretty much. I've only watched it twice, so I know maybe about 5% of actually what's going on in that movie. But... um, I do uh, know about Jack Torrance's character, and he is an extremely interesting character because at first he's played off as a very regular dude. He's just some guy with a family man. He's got some creepy kid with a finger thing going hmm. on. Uh, well, I mean, they whispers basically... Whispers to yeah, his Well, they
0: say it's his uh, imaginary friend who lives in his mouth. Yeah, the creepiest
1: imaginary friend it's you'd definitely ever see the, a child yeah. have. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah
1: uh they play it off like the kid it is just, just a regular kid yeah uh but he, he very much isn't uh his wife is a very creepy looking woman no offense to the woman herself but she is is a little bit creepy and perfect for that horror film um and he is just a very friendly guy at first jack nicholson is uh jack torrance just very smiley talks to everybody uh and he gets a job to go uh take care of uh the hotel is the hotel called the shining right no i don't think so no Shining. it's overlook hotel yeah so uh they go and he takes care of this overlook hotel which is uh he's just taking care of it for the winter while people aren't there um Because apparently no one goes to the hotel in the winter. But the place ends up being very haunted. And he uh, is slowly becoming more and more insane. And you're finding out random things about this guy. And then there's the most iconic moment of the film where uh, she finds the typewriter. He's always saying that he's working. He's just sitting there working. And and I guess he's a writer, right? Yeah, Jack Torrance is a writer. And... um, he's always saying oh i'm busy and he's always getting angry at her and she's always like oh he's just busy he's working away typing typing then she goes and she looks at his typewriter and looks at just like this giant almost bible-sized stack of papers and she looks through them and all of them say all work and no play make jack a dull boy and it's just insane you find out that this guy has been just he's completely crazy and he's just been typing the same thing over and over and over again and it wasn't actually writing anything at all and that's when he finds her and he comes at her with an axe and has the iconic scene where he breaks through and sticks his head through which is amazing Mm -hmm. Um, but when you when you think of a crazy character uh, at least me, I always think of Jack Torrance first because you always see this "Here's Johnny" yeah. thing with his head popping through the wall. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that is probably but, one of the most iconic, crazy scenes next to uh, Hannibal Lecter's fava beans. Yeah, you know, like yeah, th- <laughs> those are pretty. Just that noise. <laughs> yeah,
1: that <laughs> the noise is reserved. Yeah, for Hannibal Lecter. Yep. Um, and I mean, you've, you've come to find out there's a lot of weird things happening and maybe it's just the ghosts that are making this guy crazy. Cause there are a lot of weird ghosts in the um, in the hotel there. Um, but the, the, the only sad part about the movie that I, uh, that I didn't like and I didn't like about his character himself was I liked him as a character, but then when I found out at the end that he may possibly be a ghost himself, uh, I, I kind of didn't like that. And I don't know how you felt about that reveal, but um, oh, well, I thought it kind of took it on away the picture from picture and... and he was always there. Uh, he was there back in, like, the 20s or something. Um, and, yeah. I mean, it short of, sort of shed some light on his character, but at the same time, I would have enjoyed a lot more that this guy was just some crazy dude who just slowly just went off his rocker when he went to this hotel because maybe of, of cabin fever or something, and that would have been a lot cooler to me than him just being a ghost who was yeah. haunting this well, family for. I mean, period.
0: it's kind of ambiguous. Like uh, it c- it could possibly True. be that he is just fucking. He's he is just a crazy dude who's been at that hotel for a long time. It's, true. it's a bit I mean, ambiguous I mean, he hadn't
1: aged today. yeah yeah i mean <laughs> it's it just is. like 30 years ago and he's just the
0: same looking person. yeah i
1: just i just felt that that wasn't needed and didn't add to his character who is already a fantastic yeah
0: character. i mean Anyways. for me i haven't dove deep into the analysis of that movie and what kubrick was doing because i know um stephen king wrote the book and he did not like that movie he thought it was just a bad movie he thought kubrick did a real didn't do a good job um but kubrick was trying to tell his own story using that as a medium so right yeah i haven't i haven't really dove deep into the symbolism of, of everything that is happening there just because Kubrick is such an articulate director and he does everything for he does everything for a purpose like everything right. that he puts everything. on screen is meticulously thought about like what it means how it's going to look and all of this like he sits he sat down and would look for hours on end and just stare at it and make sure that it yeah. was perfectly in the way that he wanted it to be. So, I'm not sure that's what I, I haven't analyzed the end or like the movie enough to know if I don't like it or not. Right. <laughs> Cuz I ha, I've well, only I watched mean, That's just my biggest Yeah, trailer. I've watched it like four times. And like you said, you need to watch that movie like 200 times if you want to form your, I mean, <laughs> you can you can look on the internet and like read about it. Um, but if you want right. to form your own ideas, like you need to watch it a ton. Um yes. And there are ideas that people have and there's some crazy fucking ideas that people have. There I, there's a documentary um about the about what people interpret that movie to be and why they think right. Kubrick made it and stuff and there's just some wacky ideas. But yeah, I haven't really I mean, I for me, if you're going to end on that no, of being like and it was all he was a ghost all along like i kind of don't like i just don't like stories that do that in general
1: i don't like that because uh, to me it almost is like it was all a dream yeah <laughs> yeah no exactly Some Sort of thing. That, that's which i i really hate that type of ending because to me it just takes away from his character altogether i don't want to be dealing with a ghost because a ghost could be anything i mean it's supernatural at that point but yeah if it's a real person then you can break down that person and say okay you could even look at the movie and find points where oh why is this guy crazy oh because his wife is probably awful the annoying most annoying person in the world or uh his child is the craziest little kid you've ever met I, who knows but if he's just a ghost then it just seems like uh maybe he's been haunting this family for a long yeah. time and he's the one who's causing them to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, which it, it doesn't have the same effect as him being slowly going crazy yeah. himself. No, I I agree with that. Maybe no ghosts exist, who knows. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean overall it is just such a fucking fantastic movie like it's just fantastic. so good. Um the char- all the characters are really good. And yeah, Jack Nicholson is so amazing in that movie. Um, yeah, he just does such a good job.
1: Very good, very good movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch that one too. Mm-hmm. All these movies highly recommended.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to add nope, there? I think all right. Cool. We're good there. I'm gonna move on. Um, the next character I'm gonna talk about is uh, Lou Bloom. He's from the movie. Nightcrawler that came out in 2014, not to be mistaken with the X-Men character oh, <laughs> of the same is it name. An X-Men? Nightcrawler. <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> ah, I thought you meant Lou Bloom. No, no. Like, Bloom? No, Night No, Nightcrawler is, <laughs> is the X-Men character. Oh, okay. But um, the movie is directed by Dan Gilroy. I don't know if he wrote it. I think he may have. I'm not sure, though. Um, and uh, the actor that plays Lou Bloom is Jake Gyllenhaal. And this is just a wacky film about news, basically, about the creation of news and how they get the footage and, like, just all the, the craziness that you have to go through <laughs> to get this footage. Um, but this the character Lou Bloom, he's kind of a... He, they start the movie, and he... Um, is stealing fence basically, and then he beats the shit out of the security guard because he has a nice watch and he wants to steal it. Um, so he's just—he's just a basic thief. At, I mean, he, he's normal. He's dude. just a horrible guy. He's a he's just. Guy. But you. No, he's a great guy. But um, yeah. <laughs> I and I think after that, like after that, you start to see how crazy this dude is just by the way that he talks to people because. He goes in and he tries to sell the shit that he stole to this guy and he's like, just, he's so articulate in the way that he speaks. He's like, I would like to have a job with you. I would, you know, and he's just like, I, I'm a hard worker. I, you know, I'll do anything to get the yeah. job done. Just the way that he talks is so weird. Um, it is weird. It's I, really I mean, fucking weird. And unsettling. And there's, like, just yes, really there's something just said
1: about that. Which is interesting to me that the more articulate you tend to be, especially that kind of articulate, is really, really yeah. creepy. I mean, well, it's very strange. The
0: interesting thing to me is that he talks like you, like you're reading like a pamphlet about like a big company and like them interviewing you, basically, or telling you what their right. company's about. That's the way that he to- like actually speaks to other human beings. It's like a fake sounding thing, but almost robotic. Yeah, it's very robotic, and I think there's a lot of symbolism in his character with that idea. Right. Um. But to me, like, it is just in Jake Gyllenhaal, his performance in that is so fucking good. Like, it is just so good. His delivery of the lines is just amazing. Um, and he will do anything to get like the best shot of a dead body or something, you know, like there's the, there's the one right. scene where he goes to the accident and the guy's dead and he moves the guy's dead body. So he gets a perfect shot and it's like, so, and the music is, Oh my God. The music is like happy. And it's so weird because it's like this happy music of like him discovering his dream. It's like, and you're like, <laughs> what? The f-? It, for me, it works with... Yeah, that sounded like the Jurassic Park thing. <laughs> uh, it is It is actually kind of similar to that. Like, you have to fucking listen to it. It's kind of like this, like... It's like music, like, when you discover something and you're like, oh, shit, look at all of this. This is amazing. This is beautiful. And the, it, it's so... To me, it's just perfect with that movie because it's so unsettling. Along with the, the character, you're like, why is this fucking kind of happy, like, discovery music playing? Like, he's like... Hey, guys, I moved the dead body into the right position, and now I'm getting the best shot of my life. And it's a fucking dead body, and they're playing like... because ta- you're in his head. Yeah, you're in his head, but that, I mean, that's why, like, just that music is so good because of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes it even more unsettling because it is, like, that discovery of, like, that self-discovery where you're like, I did it, guys. I know what I want to do. My dreams are coming true. Um... I think you could have played him, Jake Jake
1: Gyllenhaal in that movie, Lou Blue. <laughs> That sounded very good.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got it's that, easy. yeah, he does have that, like, voice where he kind of is, he like, does. yeah. It's almost it's like, like a nerdy,
1: yet uh, it's just unsettling. I, I won the Tour
0: to, to Mexico in this bike. <laughs> <laughs> it cost me 8,500 8, euros. <laughs> like is that a line yeah he, he does well he uh, steals someone's bike and that's how he gets the camcorder and uh, he like is like he's it's an awesome scene because he's in this guy's like little pawn shop and he's riding the bike around the pawn shop and he's like this is a I paid 8500 8500 euros for this bike I won the tour to Mexico it, 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 it reaches a top speed of so and so kilometers per hour and blah 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 and he's like going like meticulously into this like he stole this guy's bike and just like researched it heavily and took it to the pawn shop yeah but did he research it or is he, he just might just lying? yeah he was probably just, he's a, just actually silver tongue he's just a silver tongue liar you know he's just good at it i've noticed
1: the more that you if if someone just speaks something up and says things in a very confusing manner like the tour to de, de Mexico. <laughs> yeah, what is that is that even a thing? <laughs> no, but are you going to question it? Probably not. So, and, and you say these random like details about something, you're probably going to buy it. So, um, yeah, that's probably what he did. I mean, maybe he didn't know. Is he wasn't as smart as everybody thought in that movie? But he, uh, yeah, he just came off that. Line. I mean, in the
0: end, he he fucking he was a wins. Liar. He he's he's he a good liar. He's He's the bad guy, but he's also the hero of the movie, which is really weird. Cause he fucking well, he's the anti hero Yeah, he wins. Everything happens in the way that he wants it to happen. Um and he takes advantage of everybody around him. All like he figures out everybody's weakness and totally takes advantage of it. Um and I think there's a lot of symbolism. I do think he actually represents big business. Like I think he totally oh. represents big business and how they will fuck anybody over. To make money. Cause he basically like right. so the one the that guy that comes to work for him, he interviews him, and he's like, Well, I'm looking for an intern. And the guy's like, Shit, I can't I can't do this for free. And he's like, How about thirty dollars a night? <laughs> and the guy's like, Yeah, and he just took cause the guy was homeless, so he just t- takes advantage of this dude because he needs money. Like, <laughs> right. thirty bucks a night for the work that they're doing is so they're like doing the most dangerous shit and he's getting paid 30 bucks (laughs) and
1: and he's getting paid a ton yeah and he's making
0: a shitload of fucking money like he's making tons of i mean he they show like there's that like montage where he's they're like doing all this shit and he's Basically, building it, he gets better camcorder. He gets a nicer car. Like, and how fast he's doing this shit! Like, it is moving so fast. And then, the, like uh, Bill Paxton's in it, and his character's great. Where he's the other like night night crawlers, what they call the people who go and try to get like shit that happens happens at night. The film, the the bad things right, that the, happen. The competitive, yeah. And he's like, they compete. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love the interact there's the one interaction it's one of my favorite parts in the movie where bill paxton is trying to like hire him <laughs> and he's basically like lou bloom's like i'm fine you know and he, he doesn't seem like he's crazy and he's just like because he knows he's fucking winning if this guy wants to right. hire him he knows he's just trying to get him off the street so he's working for right. him and just bill paxton's delivery is so good like there's one point where he's like this deal's so good you should be sucking my dick. And it's just like it's just like going down this stout downward spiral of like trying to get this guy to work for him. But yeah, I just I just love it. I, I and I like I actually that was one time where I was like really upset. I don't even like care about the Academy Awards or anything like that very much, but like the fact that Jake Joan Hall didn't even get nominated for that was I was, my mind was blown. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, he yeah, did good that in
1: that movie.
0: Performance was so good. And I know, I mean, he was uh, like, it was the year that um, Michael Keaton, which is another crazy thing. Michael Keaton, or he didn't even win. No, it was, what's his face for Theory of Everything, one.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, um, the guy who plays uh, Fantastic. Danny or,
0: or something, Redmayne. Something,
1: ah, uh, Denny Madmane. yeah, sure, whatever. Redmain. His last name's Redmane. I know his
0: name's Red. Last name's Redmane. but like, we'll just I, call him Redmane. He's he's okay, but like, um, Michael. It was a year that Michael Keaton thought he was gonna win, and he pulled the. He had like the speech in his pocket, or he put the speech back in his pocket when and he they didn't put win. Back and <laughs> it It is like the saddest thing in Academy Awards it history was sad. because obviously he should have fucking won. Uh. Mm -hmm. out of the nominations like he should have won um but it's just sad I mean there he would have been up against those guys and I wouldn't have expected him to win Jake Gyllenhaal to win but he should have been fucking nominated um
1: yeah just a nod
0: yeah just a nod for that performance like I don't think anybody could have done what he did in that in that performance um he was just a perfect casting yeah, that was the one time where I was like, "This, that's fucking bullshit, man!" Like that's he, he did so good, and the the movie was all aw- the movie's awesome. I think it's kind of an underlooked movie as well. Um, it's it's I'd say it's so. really good though. Um, it's really well filmed. That was a good year for movies. That was a very good year for movies. <clears throat> but yeah, do you have any, like? If you ever th- watch
1: that movie, you should just watch it for the teleportation montage where he teleports through and kills. like goes to kill the president. Oh yeah, that is the best. That's the best <laughs> sequence.
0: He kills the president and then films the president's dead body. <laughs> and they think. No, remember he
1: teleports into the room. Into. The oh room
0: yeah, in X Men Two. That alone, that is the best Nightcrawler scene of all time. He teleports oh, all right. over. He do, he didn't. He doesn't he didn't end up the killing the president, but he does. That is probably Jake Hall's best performance, though. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do not have any. Okay,
1: cool. Watch that yeah. movie though. Um, both of those X two skin. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Um, yeah. Uh, So my next one is, speaking of uh, superhero movies, um, my next is The Joker, uh, in The Dark Knight specifically, uh, which was filmed in 2008 or released in 2008 uh, by director Christopher Nolan, and uh, The Joker was played by Heath Ledger. Let's put a smile on that face. And everybody knows this character, I'm guessing. I mean, if you haven't seen The Dark Knight, then you must be living under a rock or something. Um, but Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker is just phenomenal. I have never seen someone play a character so well. I, when I think of the Joker, and I, I mean, I read comics and stuff like that. And whenever I think of the Joker, I think of a character like Heath Ledger played just fantastic and one of the biggest things I like about his portrayal of Joker is the mannerisms that he puts out for the Joker like his his licking of his lips thing he does all the time it's just a very interesting thing uh when you put that much thought into a character where you're actually doing random mannerisms like that it makes the character feel much more real and uh just the mannerisms alone. I mean, he didn't even have to talk in the film. He didn't have to have the makeup or anything. With those mannerisms, you would know that the Joker was just an insane person. Yeah. Just by just by looking at that. And I don't think. I mean, Jack Nicholson's performance as the Joker is still pretty good, but uh, I don't think any of the other Jokers can come close to can come close to that. Just because of of what Heath Ledger had done. Um, the other nice thing is uh, the other iconic view I have of him is when he's in the car and he's got his oh, head yeah. out the window, almost like a dog, like flapping around. That's fantastic. as mm-hmm. Well, and just just the way that he talks, the voice of the Joker, spot on yeah. to what I would feel the Joker would sound like. Um, yeah, he doesn't. He didn't have like. Uh, nothing against Jack Nicholson but J- Jack Nicholson's was pretty much Jack Nicholson's voice. Yeah. And uh, Heath Ledger if I didn't know that was Heath Ledger, I wouldn't have known. It was Yeah.
0: Like I mean because he Yeah. totally changed. Mar- Mark Hamill has the iconic Joker voice too down.
1: Yes. And that is probably why his Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker, his voice is similar yeah. to
0: what um? What Mark Hamill uh, is? Mark Hamill's is, is a little Mark bit Hamill more an, animated. And animated, he is more animated, which makes which sense it's in the animated, an animated, animated series, Joker. and that's why no, no, <laughs> like yeah, I mean there, there are two different portrayals, but I think it does seem to me that Heath Ledger kind of he tried to make it, he tried to capture that voice a little bit, but make it sound more realistic, yes. because of because, right. the Dark Knight trilogy is more of a realistic take on superhero movies, so. And that is one of the things I will
1: also say is that he had made a character who has just been Joker is usually just over the top, very uh, very cartoonish type character, always has been, uh, but he made this character seem like a very real person, and I mean he took uh, he the the. The two different Joker stories that he tells with the, uh, let's put a smile on that face. Yeah. He's like going to slice open the mouth um, and, and how he tells two different stories there. Uh, it makes him mysterious, but also makes it seem like he had some sort of past. Which Joker, in general, uh, in the comic books, doesn't have a past at all. He never had one, uh, unlike what uh, the... Um, batman in night in the 90s that that film uh showed that he like was yeah put into acid by the mob or something like that but um in in the real thing uh he has no past and i think heath ledger made you feel like he didn't really have a past but he was still a real person which is in my opinion extremely hard to do yeah um, and just i i don't know i've and he comes off like a clown too i mean he's he's a very funny character too mm-hmm. very morbidly funny but yeah but funny just the same yeah. he's just i don't know, yeah phenomenal
0: his yeah no i i definitely agree with like the mannerisms that heath ledger did that makes that character so good because yeah he does it's the way that he says things the way that he does like move his mouth or lick his lips or just do stuff like that the way that he moves his hands and stuff are just so yes good for the character like when he first well i mean he's in the first scene but when or he's in that first like scene of events but when he first when you first really are introduced to him and he starts speaking more is when he goes into where the the mob people are and he like lays mm-hmm. down the law or whatever lays down the rules that he wants to play by and it's just like his delivery of those are so good where the guys like you're crazy and he's like no i'm not i'm not (laughs) yeah and he like accentuates that t and it's just so good yeah like it's just such a good delivery of lines um yeah heath ledger did such an amazing job with that character and it will like he will be forever like that will be forever seen as the joker you know i think that people want to recreate more and more of um i know there was a there there is a comic book that's uh uh called joker and it's basically about mm. a henchman who worked with joker and he's like he wanted to work with joker for so long and then it, he sees just how crazy this motherfucker is um and that i think that was maybe where they got the kind of idea for the char- that character that they wanted to portray mm-hmm. um yeah but he he just that. did it so good where it was just, yeah, he you don't know where he came from. You don't know, like, why he's crazy, what's going on, like, what happened in his life to make him this way, or if he just was crazy his whole life, and now he just finally surfaced as, like, the guy, you know. But um, Right. And that adds, like, to the mystery of his character. It really helps, I think, his character. Because if he had a yeah. backstory, then it would just take away from him. You'd be like, oh, that's why he's crazy, because his dad actually did put a smile on his face and cut his lips that way or whatever, you know, like, um, right. Or he really, his girlfriend really did think he was just like a sad sack. So he cut his mouth into a smile, you know, like, right. But since he tells those two different stories, it's like, no, this guy, that both of those stories are untrue. He's just, that's just his thing is he's, you don't know where he came from. You don't know what's going on. And, yeah, right. and, and Heath Ledger, yeah, he he did win uh, the Academy Award for Supporting Actor, and it was well very deserved. very well deserved. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, and like like you said, with the scene where he sticks his head out the window, that's a really amazing scene. Um, also, when he dresses up like a nurse, that's yeah, really that's and the good. way that he then, walks like away is so fucking funny because he's like trying is. to and walk then, like a nurse, and he's just like. Trying to walk like a woman, and he's like clicking away and yeah. kind of like stumbling a little bit, and it's just so good. <laughs> it is just, just really yeah, fucking that great. That was great. Yeah. And then the look
1: back where he's—I uh, I think this was like uh, uh, uh Was the clicking of the um, the the bomb oh, yeah. trigger uh, where it doesn't go off, and he's still clicking it, and he looks back, and then it finally explodes. Oh yeah, that was also fantastic it's just it shows at least with heath ledger that the little things that go with at least with the joker the little things uh really make the character oh a lot yeah. of those little things you put them all together and if you really look at every little detail that heath ledger put into that character uh, it, i mean it's rare that you find such a well well
0: done character yeah yeah, there are just a, yeah, there's so many details and little nuances that they put into that yeah. character that make it so great. And yeah, I mean, and obviously he passed away, and I would have loved to see him in other movies. But hey, you know, it's Same. sad, and you know, nothing, nothing, can, do. yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, so. Uh, next on the list, okay. and we got one my more. last
0: character that I'm going to talk about is uh, Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. It's a mm-hmm. film that came out in 2007. Um, it was directed by the Coen Brothers, and um, the actor that portrayed him was Javier Bardem. What's the most you ever lost on a coin And for me, I all around think that he, this is. I think he's a pretty iconic character since No Country for Old Men did win Best Picture that year. Um, For me, I think this character is, is one of the craziest characters just in general in anything because he loves to kill people, but he has this really weird sense of morals, just this really interesting idea of morals and, like, Woody Harrelson's in the film, and he kind of explains him and just saying, like, how this guy is the most ruthless person, but he has this weird moral sense. And, like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain why I think he's the craziest. I think you just have to watch it and just see what he does. But there's just iconic scenes of him where the one scene where he's, like, he flips a coin and he's like, call it. To the to the guy at the gas station, and the guy's like, "Well, I don't know what's on the line." And he's like, "Everything's on the line." <laughs> and the guy, the guy's like, he calls it correctly, and then he gives him the quarter. And Javier Bredem or Anton Chigurh is like, "Don't put it in your pocket." And the guy's like, "Why?" He's like, "Because then it becomes just a quarter, which it is." And then he just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> but just the way that, and also his, just the way that he kills people with that, um, that, the cattle, uh, whatever, it, I don't know what it's called, but it like shoots a little like stick out and it's how they killed the cattle. and Like you hit, has like mm. air pressure and it just goes, yeah, um, yeah. That is it's a, cool a really weapon. interesting weapon for a crazy person to have. Yeah. But there's okay. uh, there's one really interesting moment for me since I just rewatched it um I paid like just close attention to what Javier Bardem was doing and which really accentuates like his morals I guess even though like he just has like ex- extremely weird ones. He sits down With Woody Harrelson's character, he brings him over and then he says something. Woody Harrelson starts to say something and he just instantly shoots him with a shotgun and kills him. And Mm -hmm. then there's actually a tear in Javier Bardem's eye that's kind of like dripping a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they do a close up on his face and it's actually really hard to see. Like, it's just a really Mm -hmm. hard thing to notice. And that, like, for me, it's just a really weird little detail of like, okay, like he's actually probably sad that he had to kill this guy because this guy was like his, kind of like his nemesis basically, like kind of like the, cause they're, they work for different people, but they're going for the same thing and they, they're doing it in the same ways and now this right. guy's gone and it, it upsets him a little bit, you know, but he knew, oh, I have to kill this guy but he kill I mean he fucking kills anybody and he does it in the weirdest way. And he doesn't need to kill certain people that he kills. He's just a he's just a fucking weird murdering dude. And you don't under they right. he's another character. They don't explain him. He's he's kinda like the Joker, where they you don't know his backstory, you don't know anything about mm. this guy, why he's doing this, why he is the way he is. He's just fucking doing it and he's ruthless right. and creep he's probably one of the most creepy people too. Like Javier Bardem is. is so creepy, and the haircut is one of the creepiest haircuts of all time. I very think strange haircut. <laughs> it is such a weird looking haircut. Um It's very nice haircut. I'm surprised it
1: didn't go in style. Yeah,
0: to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, just the just his overly violent way and his his morals, which i can't really explain it's hard for me to explain and you have to really just watch the film to, to see or re- i mean i i haven't read the book but i can imagine it's a pretty amazing book um but yeah
1: so to me he he always felt like a he almost feels like a superhero villain
0: yeah uh, oh yeah
1: just his style uh and that's why i thought he was a very cool character i mean even just the coin flip in the mm-hmm. beginning. Heads or tails, uh, almost like a two-faced thing going on here, Uh, and then using that really crazy weapon. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it it just seemed like surreal. I he was very he felt very real, like a very real character, but he had mannerisms that were very surreal. Yeah, Um, and uh, and like you said, he feels a lot like the Joker um, in a way, just because he's. Just some crazy dude with no backstory. Um, uh, someone talks about him a little bit and his style, but he really doesn't. He just has a really weird uh, um, frame of mind going on. Yeah. So I, I like him. I I, I think he's a, he's a really good yeah. Director.
0: And I think no, I I think like what you said about him being like a comic book villain. I definitely. Mm. Agree with that. Like, I think he—he's just got such weird thing things about him that it would be like, like you said, flipping the coin. His weapon of choice, like just the way that he does things, is like a, a comic book villain. Um, right. And then, uh, um, and I thought
1: it was really cool to have uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Is that is his name?
0: Tommy Lee Jones, right? Yeah, the, he's the cop. Uh,
1: <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was cool to have him chasing that i mean he's just an old guy mm-hmm. uh pretty much his last hurrah type of yeah. thing uh and he's chasing one of the craziest most super villain type characters you've ever ever met mm-hmm. and i thought that really went well with
0: with yeah his character. yeah and i i just really like the way that they did that too where it's like um Tommy Lee Jones's character was basically like, yeah, there's just guys that you'll, you know, they're the most evil people that you've ever met, but you'll never fucking catch them. And he just yeah. had to accept it. He's like, I want to get this guy out of here, but I'm never going to catch this fucking guy. He's like yep. always two steps ahead. Um, <clears throat> and like, yeah, I think he is really comparable to the Joker because yeah, yeah, um, just like when Anton Chigurh has the, the tear in his eye after killing Woody Harrelson almost kind of reminds me of like the Joker not wanting to kill Batman because he's like, kill you. You know, he doesn't want to kill him. He wants him to be there so they can keep going back and forth. And I think that might be like a little like thing in Anton Chigurh's like character was like, shit, now this guy will never be here for me to battle him anymore. Like I've lost that. And that sucks you know right. and uh, and i think that's just like yeah that adds to more of his like superhero or like super villain kind of idea of him for right. me yeah, and, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, i mean yeah and yeah. if you have if you have not seen that movie i mean it won best yeah. picture so i can't imagine most people don't know what it is you know but yeah, yeah. and it's There's Coen brothers m- uh yeah it was another year of good movies that was a very good year yeah. <clears throat> there there will be, be blood, blood came, came out that, like that year as well and that, yeah that was just a good good year for film but yeah that's yeah. my last character unless you have anything else to add uh nope i don't and i will bring up my last
1: character uh which is uh Gollum from lord of the rings um directed by Peter Jackson in 2002, played by Andy Serkis. Um, My opinion, he is just like almost the epitome of crazy characters. He himself uh, starts off as a human, not a human. He's actually like a hobbit. Supposedly very pure of heart, but immediately kills someone for uh for this ring, which he is corrupted by the ring. Um but at the same time, uh at least how Peter Jackson portrays or has him portrayed uh in the movie, uh he is already pretty crazy. I mean yeah <laughs> I mean, he uh, goes off and he kills a good friend of his or a brother or something like that uh, just immediately for the ring, which is unusual for at least a hobbit to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you saw Bilbo had the ring. He had it for uh, several years, was not corrupted to that point until he lost the ring. Then he went a little crazy. Um, But he wasn't crazy to the point of Gollum. Uh, and the same with Frodo. I mean, he started to get it a little bit, but it wasn't immediate. It wasn't to the point where uh, Smeagol, aka Gollum, suddenly yeah. just immediately
0: turned. The on moment his he saw it, killed, killed he them. was like, "I want that, and it's my birthday." Yeah. You know, my he, already was, al- yeah. he already was. He already became Gollum in that moment. Right, he did, and immediately. And that's
1: what I thought was interesting about him. Uh, The other interesting thing is this ring um, that he wants so so much, uh, it it has this quality that makes you want it. And that's uh, it it, it had a purpose to try to get back to its master. And that's why it made you kind of want it more and more. But the poetic thing about Gollum is that uh, the ring made him want it so much that it ended up killing the ring in the end. Because uh, when you... When they go up to the mountain, um, and uh, of Mount Doom, and Frodo goes to throw it in there, the Ring's too powerful; won't let him throw it away. But Gollum wants the Ring so badly that he just gnaws, bites his finger off, Frodo's finger right off, and just and he falls with it. I mean, they fight, and then he falls, and then he's smiling yeah, with, with the this Ring, eerie, great smile. <laughs> And then dies with the ring, which is fantastic. Uh, And the other thing about um, Gollum is he's kind of a sad character as well because he does seemingly, um, at least in the Two Towers movie, want to become good again. Um, Which, uh, he's got this split personality to him that doesn't really allow him to be good. um, But... The interesting thing about him is he is almost like an anti-hero in the entire uh, Mm -hmm. film slash book and that's why I find him extremely interesting plus I mean his um, those scenes where he's talking to himself and uh, like there's the Gollum version of him who's like really dark and mysterious and then Andy Serkis has this other uh, portrayal of gollum where he's just uh, he's Smeagol and he's real like happy and then they have that scene where his eyes are like lit up and then you have gollum on the other half who's who's got the squinty eyes and and very dark and mysterious type, type of uh thing which i i, I like that that they had those scenes where you could really see gollum's character where he was always sort of fighting amongst himself yeah. um uh he, where he had a good side and a bad side and
0: he's just an overall very cool character. Yeah. No, I I agree. I love the character of Gollum. Um I really love that first scene in The Return of the King um when he does get mm. like I love the way that uh Peter Jackson filmed that. It's just such a good intro to that film and such a I don't know, just really shows you the craziness of of Gollum. Like, it really dives into, like, the corruption of the ring in him and, like, how it corrupted him so much more than anybody else. Um, Yeah, which was insane because he
1: choked... I mean, literally, it's got to be really tough to choke out a person. I mean, that's almost one of the most... Choked out his best friend. uh, uh, (laughs) He choked out his best friend, and it's got to be almost one of the most... um, Personal ways to yeah.
0: kill a person
1: uh, is to sit there because you gotta really and they show it in the movie where he is it's, literally just choking the yeah. life out of him and staring at him as he's he's doing. got like it's that like he's like turning he's got, away yeah. he's just like yeah.
0: angry Andy Circus was so good in that I mean he's just so good in that scene and he's he's so good as Gollum all around yeah but yeah that and I also just love that scene too because it's like. It 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 starts off kind of like the um, the fellowship did, where it's like kind of it's bright and it's really colorful cheerful, and cheerful. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he's doing this like violent, horrific act, and it's still like when he's killing the, his friend, it still is like really colorful and cheerful looking, and it's just like he's doing this it horrific is, yeah. act, and I the the juxtaposition of that scene is just so good like that and that's why like parts of that's why i really like fellowship overall too because because of that juxtaposition of of light and darkness in the film and they in yeah. that scene in return of the king is one of my favorite of all of all of the lord of the rings films just that is a really yeah good scene. i just really like that portrayal and yeah andy circus who is probably one of the best mocap actors of all time um he just what is the mocap uh motion capture mocap oh yeah. i mean he did i never he knew that. he's done so many like he did uh what's his face from king kong did king, king kong. kong he also did uh the main uh character of planet of the apes the the most recent oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah, are yeah, really yeah. good movies uh, i ha- Caesar. Yeah, he was Caesar in the Planet of the Apes trilogy, mm-hmm. which are actually really good movies, and I highly recommend those. Um, and then he did uh, the mocap for um, Star Wars: Last Jedi. Who's the bad guy? Mm, um, what's his name? What the I, heck's that? It's the guy who got. Yeah, so nice he did the mocap life. for him sliced um, in half but yeah. yeah he's just yeah he's just all around been that iconic motion capture actor and he just does such a good yeah. job of of making his movements look like the certain character would would do um, it's the face and his expressions, facial expressions especially for very, Gollum, very like well the done. facial expressions are perfect oh, yeah. um perfect.
1: yeah but yeah that that um very good movie. Mm-hmm. Very good character. Yeah, that's the only reason why I like Fellowship just a little bit less than the than the other two is because Gollum's. Nah, he's that. not prominently
0: really in the in that one.
1: He's, he's got like one moment where they look at him. And that's yeah.
0: Like it. But yeah, I guess that'll. But that's yeah. It. I guess that's our our five characters, and you know, yeah, that's a lot of fun. And yeah. yeah, thanks, thanks everybody for listening, and hopefully, pretty soon we'll have another one out.
1: Yeah, uh, next time uh, I believe we're going to be doing um, just a just a, another movie, yeah. right? Another mo- new movie that has come yep. out recently, at least within the last year, I think. <clears throat> yeah, Hereditary. And, uh, we'll we'll review that and
0: see. Yeah, how both goes. of us haven't we haven't watched it yet, so when it oh, when it comes out on blu-ray or digitally or whatever we'll sit down watch it and then we'll give you our thoughts on it hopefully
1: it's as good as the last one uh, the last movie we watched that was a very yeah. good
0: movie yeah that one, that movie is awesome and if you haven't heard that podcast yeah. uh from
1: last go time, back listen to our first to podcast go back and listen yeah. to that one
0: it wasn't, it wasn't wasn't terrible yeah it's it's a good start off i guess i mean we're still i mean even that we're, we're gonna have growing pains we're getting into Definitely. podcasting but yeah i uh just just uh let even let you know because i haven't told you i did set up um an email for for this oh, nice. which is uh cool. realbrothersfilm at gmail.com which would be R e e l b r o t h e r s and then film f i l m at gmail and if you wanna like send questions or just send your favorite k- crazy characters in you know just let yeah. us know and also you can um you can do that on Anchor which would be really cool um you could go to uh, anchor.fm slash real brothers and there. You can send in a voice memo, and if you want to, like, send in just a little quick voice memo of your favorite crazy character, yeah, feel free. It'd be really cool. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll try to show it off yeah. in one of our uh, later podcasts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, appreciate appreciate you listening, and you know, have a great day.
1: See you guys. That's a wrap for the show. It's Kevin's last go. He can go fuck himself. I'm Bruce Nolan for Eyewitness News. Back to you, fuckers!